Welcome to another episode of Just Me and Amos with my co-host Trevor. He's not with me face-to-face, but we did it over the phone. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the return of the Animaniacs, and also we're going to talk about Commanders in Christ, a new book from Image. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast with my co-host Trevor. Heyo. Heyo. All right. Uh, what's the guy from Borderlands? <laughs> Steve. Steve, yeah. Yeah, Steve. Heyo. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, Trevor's not with me per se face to face, but, you know, he's, we're going to do it through Skype today. That's cool with you, um, Trevor. Uh, it has to be because it'll take me a while to drive over there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So in this episode, we are going to talk about we got a lot of topics and stuff. You know, we got our favorite five and things like that. And also, we're going to just talk about um, geeky things. We're going to talk about our comic book pick of the week. You know. So our first topic is going to be. I think. It, I think they announced. Um, Animaniacs. Um, now that was a big cartoons in the nineties, right? I think it was in the nineties. Uh, yes, yeah. I believe that. Yeah, it was the nineties. So by that time, I think you and I was probably in high school at the time. Maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it was one of those shows. Like it was really out there, man. But it, what's this brother and sister name again? Wacko. There's Yakko, Yakko. Wacko, and Dot. Yeah. So they all called the Warner siblings right yeah yeah so um so they announced they're gonna do another 12 episodes and it's, it's this... actually I, I i looked it up it's actually two seasons oh, it's two it's seasons now episodes for each season yes oh okay so the first the first one will be released in 2020 and then the second season in 2021 so 20 i think the first season is next month i believe think it's so definitely coming soon yeah yeah i think it's coming soon yeah so they got the same cast um actors i mean the voice actors and things like that and so i can't wait to watch it man i mean it was one of those tv shows man it was it was for kids but the they had adult <laughs> themes into them the jokes oh yeah there was there's a lot of adult jokes that yeah would go over the over the heads of kids but yeah adults would find them funny yeah but yeah, it was it was mostly a collection of like short little skit. Um, so you'd have some. Uh, the bulk of them would would follow the main three characters, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. You know, while they're just kind of being ridiculous and kind of messing around with people, because uh, that's what they that's what they enjoy doing. They were troublemakers. Uh, right. They kind of lived on the Warner Brothers lot up in the. Um, like that water tower, right? Like the Warner Brothers logo, and you know they're they're kind of uh, apparently they were locked in there for being troublemakers, <laughs> and every now and then they escape and kind of run around and just kind of make trouble. Oh, they were straight mayhem. They were before mayhem. Some, <laughs> yeah, but there were some other um, some other recurring skits. There was the uh, uh, the squirrel lady. I don't remember her name. Um, uh, I, I don't know. It was Slappy? I think. Yeah, Slappy Squirrel. So, yeah. And then there was the uh, like the Goodfellow Birds. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then, obviously, Pinky and the Brain. Right. Um, and then... Oh, the baby with the dog. The... Yeah, yeah, and the dog and the cat. Um, as well, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of them, man. Yeah, yeah you're right, it was a lot of skits. Yeah, a bunch of like little, yeah, a little skits that kind of went... So I, I think most, if not all, of them are returning, but I believe at least Pinky and the Brain, um, obviously the you know the main uh, three siblings, and then I think Slappy Squirrel are kind of back. Yeah, Slappy, <laughs> with her nephew. Yeah, yeah, she she had a nephew. Yeah, she had a nephew. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but I I really really enjoyed it, man. I think what is 
it was the what was it the countries when what was the older brother he was oh when yakko sang the, the country song yeah i'm like wow names all of the country at least at the time at, yeah because <laughs> none of the countries exist anymore i believe one of them some of them well i mean there's some of them that have changed change we live in an ever-changing world so i think that he did sing uh, rob paulson who does yakko uh he he sang that entire thing. I think he did a couple of years ago. He re-sang like a a, a changed one, an updated one. Right. Uh, but yeah, so Yakko is obviously the one who talks a lot. That's why his name is Yakko. Right. And then Dot is kind of similar, um, which is just kind of the female. And, and Wacko is Wacko. Wacko, yeah, he doesn't talk quite as much, and when he does, <laughs> he's got kind of a very like John Lennon British accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's just kind of yeah, he's he's kind of wacko and weird. Yeah, the weird. Yeah, it this it was really a fun show, man, cuz I think it was the last 5 seasons. I think, right? Uh something like that. It was 99 episodes. I was looking on Wikipedia today. So it ran for 99 episodes. Man, that's good, man, and for a cartoon. A movie, a movie called Wacko's Wish. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And they always um, they be saying hello, nurse. I mean, <laughs> yeah, hello, nurse. I wonder if they're gonna still do that because now with this, this climate, how things change these days. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, that's um, sexual harassment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's you know obviously as time goes by, there's a lot of things that have changed. So yeah, yeah. We'll have to see. Dude, I was going through, uh, I was going to YouTube and I was looking at um, some of the 80s cartoons and the theme songs and some of the things. I'm like, whoa, yo, man, this stuff can't fight this, this day and age. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, <laughs> man, because the reason why I was doing that, because, you know, I'm trying to um, find, I'm trying to do, I'm buying some old um, comic books that pertain to cartoons over the years in the 80s and 90s. Uh-huh. And then that, that I was looking at the theme songs and the shows over the years, right? And then it was like um, TV shows like Pole Position. Like, what, really, man? That's that's <laughs> that's based off a video game. They had Captain N. With, I like, wow. Yeah, that, that I was looking at all that. So this stuff is very outdated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but... Um, yeah, but I mean, it's pretty easy to get outdated, though. It's like when you think about it... But- you know, ten years or so ago, we were all making like gay jokes. Thought those were like the funniest thing. Right. And now it's just kind of when somebody does say a gay joke, you're just kind of like you cringe and you're like, Ugh, I feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah, you <laughs> not. And rightly so, but yeah, it's just that's how you know time changes. Yeah. And then you watch stuff from like the '50s where it's like super sexist. You go in there, cook, you cook, you cook, you clean. I do this <laughs> for the women, yeah, but. Yeah, you're right, man. Things change over the years. Some for the best, and some things, not, yeah, for the best. You know, but yeah, but yeah, um, Animania is coming on Hulu, guys. So if you do have Hulu, you good. If you don't, you better ask somebody or your friends. Can they? Can you get on that account? <laughs> <laughs> they probably let you will, though. I mean, you know, Trevor and I do it. You know. <laughs> yeah, we share our account. Yeah, not Hulu, uh, though. So, yeah, it looks like the first uh, 13 episodes are set to premiere on November 20th. 20th. Oh, okay. I'm mean, right in time for the Thanksgiving holidays. I mean, Thanksgiving break. Yeah. I can walk and binge some Animaniacs. So, yeah, instead of hanging out with your family, which you probably aren't going to be doing this year anyway because of the coronavirus. No, not going to do it. You can go and watch Animaniacs. Yeah, man. Well, I know I had my scare of that coronavirus, that COVID-19 bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I'm negative. <laughs> so, um, But, yeah, man, I'm going to check it out. I know you are. I, they, do you, was the kids? I know your kids watched some of the old stuff. They liked it, right? Yeah, we had gotten the uh, – we had them on the seasons on DVD. So we would watch, yeah, several of the – seasons right 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 on tv or when you know when we go in their their grandmother's uh van uh and they had the tv in the back with the dvd player right okay yeah i mean yeah because like you said that was on in the 90s man that was coming on its way out into the 2000s i think yeah 
So I think it's about a good time to bring him back. Mm-hmm. So, Gary, um, like I said, if you if you're a fan of the the um, first one, original of the um, Animaniacs, um, you know, if you're a new person watching it, with I recommend watching it. So our next topic is going to be um, the Unch- Uncharted movie. Now I remember they was talking about it, and I know Tom Holland was attached to it. But they actually did some photo, I think principal photography, I guess you want to call it, and they show him. Well, they released they released some first look, yeah. Yeah. Photographs. Yeah. So Tom Holland, uh, looking like you know, dressed up as Nathan Drake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, just just talking about Tom Holland, man. I just finished watching the Netflix movie called um, "The Devil All the Time." Man, yeah. dude. Tom Holland, man. All I can see is Spider Man, but then with the stuff they did in that movie, I'm like, damn, yeah. Peter. <laughs> like, but he has actually, you know, did a lot more work out outside of Spider Man. He done some good stuff. I mean, this it was a good movie that he was involved in. You know. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it for you, dude. Yeah, I'm not sure when I'll ever get to it. It's not really in my wheelhouse. Genres I like. Yeah, it's based off a novel. I think um, Jake. I'm saying it right. Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm saying it right. He's a character. No, Jake. No, Jake, the actor. Um, he he produced the. I think he was executive producer or producer of this uh, movie. Oh, was he? Yeah. So um, (laughs) it was funny. I'm looking at it. Damn, that go Winter Soldier. That go Spider Man. <laughs> Again. Yeah, that's right. Dan Sebastian is in it, and then also um, Tom Holland, the new Batman. Oh yeah, new uh, Batman. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's like okay, all right. You know, from now on, man, when I see an actor now, I'm gonna kind of just relate to these superhero movies now, man. Because <laughs> you have you just noticed more actors and actresses out playing superhero movies, man. Well, I mean, now that they're they're kind of taking over all of the Hollywood movies, yeah. Just, yeah, at this point, everybody's showing up in a Marvel movie or a DC movie. Or any comic book-related movie or TV series. That's a fact. Hell. Mm-hmm. Like Carl Urban, man, and the boys. You know, but yeah. but you know what? He's been in a lot of... Oh, he was in the Ragnarok, too. Yeah, been, yeah exactly. He's been in the MCU, too. I was just thinking. I was like, he's been in something. I just saw him the other day. Yeah, I think there. he could have been more, man. It could have had... He's been, that. he's been in a ton of things. You know, um, Carl Urban is, like, very much the uh, kind of the sci-fi fantasy go-to guy. That's true. You know, Judge Dredd. He was, you know, in the Lord of the Rings. You know, um, Riddick. I think he was in one of the Riddick movies. Yeah, he was. He's just kind of, you know, the Star Trek movies. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, oh, in the short-lived TV show on Fox called Almost Human. Yeah, he was in that. He was in the Doom movie. Did yeah. I already mention that one? Yeah, no, you're right. Damn, you're Judge right. Dredd, but yeah, he was in the Doom movie. So yeah, he's kind of he's kind of ubiquitous in the the sci-fi fantasy uh, genre. Yeah, you were right about that, man. Damn. Oh, he was in um, Priest also. Uh, with uh, what's his name? Uh, they played Vision. The actor, uh, Paul Bethany. Bethany, yeah. Bethany, yeah. He was in the movie called Priest with Paul Bethany. Yeah, Priest. Yep. See what I'm saying? Damn. Mm-hmm. Dude, we could just do a podcast with all the movies that man. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Urban, yeah. The world of Carl Urban, science fiction person, or a science fiction actor to go to. <laughs> like, dude, everything, man. Damn. Except for Born on um, Supremacy, though. He was uh, the other spy, the killer. Yeah, he was in he was in the one supremacy too. Yep. Yeah, he's a chameleon, man. He could he could he, yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right about that, man. So what you think about it, man? Because you know most of the um back to um Tom Holland playing Nathan Drake in Uncharted. You know we talked about this one of a previous podcast or a podcast in the past is that you know most of the movies based off video games don't do too well, and that's like we no, said. Oh yeah, it's 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 tricky. Um. I never played the Uncharted uh, games. They good. So I played them. That's yeah. So I hear. I just I've never gotten around to them because they used to be like what PS3 exclusives. Right. Yeah. And I yeah, I didn't have the PS3, so I never played them. Um, 
I do have the first three as a collection um, that I got for free from the PS4 a couple months ago. Oh, that's so, right. It was yeah, that's right. You know, those are at the bottom of my list right now. <laughs> I've got a bunch of other stuff I'm playing. I, I I know, I know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I do have to say that you know the the picture I saw of Tom Holland dressed as Nathan Drake, you know, with his outfit and the little you know bandana around his neck and. He looked pretty spot on. It was, you know, looked pretty good. Yeah, it did. It really did, man. Yeah. I it, mean, in terms of, yeah, the video game movies, though, it, you know, it's it's like we said, I think we, we've talked about this before, is it's very hard to take a game that's usually like, you know, 40 hours to 100 hours long and right. compact it into two hours and have it make sense. Um, and, you know, it's just, because you play as the character now you kind of are just watching the character so it's a little bit of a dissociation um with and so sometimes your interpretation of the character and their interpretation is different you know and it, it yeah some of the it, the excitement is kind of lacking because it's like when you do something in a game you feel accomplished because it's like i shot that thing or you know i did that thing you know by using the controller and then when he watched it in a movie it's just like oh he did it it was cool looking but you know i didn't get any satisfaction other than being like that's kind of cool yeah i mean i'm mean, like i said it's it's i can name some movies that were good it, and it's been plenty of movies based off video games and there's only a few you could count on my fingers man that was like great that was as okay, watchable most of them are coming up blank for me so what are the ones that you said Oh, the one that was washable or just um was just the ones that you said were good. You oh, let me reframe what I said. They were watchable. More towards good. Than, yeah, okay, watchable is a good word. Watchable. Let me say that. You're very watchable, man. I mean, some and just like, Ugh. and some you said, okay, that was done. Like, like the like you said, like the first Resident Evil, it was watchable. Right. And after that, all hell just went off the rails, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as long as you didn't watch that movie thinking it was going to be anything like the first video game, right? Then it was, yeah, it was watchable. It was a pretty decent movie. Um, if you were expecting something more like the video game, then you were gonna you were gonna be sorely disappointed. Yes, you really. And I think the first Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie was okay. It, yeah, it was. It was okay. That was okay. Um, yeah. The second one wasn't terrible. I did like Gerard Butler's character in that. You know, I thought it was in, they had a nice little you know, chemistry and rapport. But yeah, it kind of it had a lot of plot holes and yeah. Yeah, and the thing yeah they tried to do it over again. Which the the reboot that they did was really really based on the current Tomb Raider. Yeah, it, it, it it's based a lot on the. Um, the rebooted Tomb Raider, the first game. Yeah. Um, but I did hear that they changed a bunch of stuff, which kind of just made it weird. So I've, I've never actually seen it. Yeah, I, I got it for like a dollar. I was thinking about it, but it, was, it wasn't it was getting the greatest reviews. So I was like, oh, I'll catch it on streaming. And yeah. how that worked. I, call, I, I, got it, I mean, I got it on my Voodoo account. I was like two ninety nine. <laughs> I mean, I was not gonna pay a full price for it. I said it's two ninety. It was on sale, two ninety nine. Okay, or was it one ninety nine? It's one of them. But it was, it was, yeah. it was something different from the Angie Jolie. And like I said, you played the um the reboots, the first one, the second, one, and the third one. You just finished the third one, right? I, I just finished the third one. Yeah. All right, so you played all three, you know? Yes, and the first one is definitely the best of the three. But yeah, I really enjoyed the first one for sure. You know, it was it was really fun. And uh, and I think that was, was the first movie. I mean, this movie here was basically basically based off the first one. Yes. Of uh, the reboot, yeah. The rise right. of, is the yeah, rise of the Tomb Raider. No. Uh, yeah, Rise of the Tomb Raider is. No wait, Rise of the Tomb Raider is the second. Okay. And Shadow of the Tomb Raider is the third one. The first one is just, just Tomb Raider. It's just Tomb Raider, right? Yeah, I think. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, it's <laughs> well. What's funny about those games is that the first one they all get kind of trapped on an island because of a storm, and then it turns out there's something weird going on with this island where people have been shipwrecked here for you know centuries. So there's like this whole group of just kind of you know bad dudes on this island because they just kind of been stuck there there's 
they haven't been able to find a way to escape. And so, you know, they've been kind of growing and adding to their collection as more, you know, pirate ships and crap like that crash onto this island. So it's like, it's kind of a kill or be killed situation. And this is, and that's where she kind of, you know, Lara Croft has to learn to, um, learn to fight for her survival. And so you kind of see her progress and grow. Uh, but then once you, so that one's kind of understandable because, you know, she got guys coming after her. The other ones are kind of like, she's going out looking for stuff. <laughs> right. When she murders people, you're kind of like, she's murdering a lot of people and she didn't have to take this trip. <laughs> you know, it's not like she, <laughs> she shipwrecked and got stuck there. It's like she chose to go there. Yes, Joe. Decision. A bit of an uncomfortable feeling because you're like she's just mass murdering people. <laughs> that, that, that's her decision. You're right, man. So I mean, like I said, with video, movies based on video games, oh, what's another one with Angelie Jolie? Not Angelie Jolie. What was it? Monster Hunters. I saw the trailer yeah, for another one coming out. I know. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, Mila Jovovich. Yeah, man. Wes Anderson. I mean, the other Anderson guys are hooked up to it once again. I guess. Yeah, so it's gonna be yeah the guy who did the Resident Evil. I'm like, come on, so, dude. Seriously, you know, man. Uh, it <laughs> remains to be seen how good that. I like really, man. It's it's gonna go straight to streaming. Watch. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like so many studios are trying to debate very hard about right. putting things yeah, on. They're, they're all trying to figure out. I yeah. Hear, yeah, I hear that. James Bond, the new James Bond movie, is thinking about Apple and Amazon. Out to different to different um, streaming services, like to the highest bidder or whatever. Wow, but you know, coming to America, whether they decide to do that or not, I don't know. But it sounds like the rumor is that's what they're doing. Well, I mean, uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, Eddie Murphy uh, gave Amazon 120. No, Amazon gave him 125 million for coming to America too, because that's when coming to um, theaters. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know why you'd give Eddie Murphy that much money right now. He's kind of what you trying to say, man. I mean, he's been a little bit better recently. Yeah, recently he's got back to uh, some. Right. I guess I don't think anybody can ever forgive Pluto Nash. <laughs> oh man, dude, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Yo, I like uh, My Name is Dolomite on Netflix. I thought it was pretty, it was okay. It was good. I mean, I watched it. Yeah, that was one of the new ones. Yeah, so he's he's been better recently, but, you know, it's kind of like iffy. You know, do you really want to give somebody that much money as part of the deal? When... Well, well, you know he signed a contract. Now, he signed a thing with Netflix, right? Yeah. He really did. He signed something with Netflix. I don't know how much money it was. Then he turned yeah, around. Netflix also makes all of those... Uh, those Adam Sandler ones too. Which dude, they do well, but I mean, uh, Adam Sandler. Dude, dude, I'm, I'm, ashamed, I'm not ashamed to say this, but I watched the latest one he put out. Oh, <laughs> uh, was it Hubie Halloween? Hubie Halloween. Or <laughs> yeah, I like. Okay, you know, Adam Sandler is very loyal to his friends, so you know the typical people showed up in his movie. Well, yeah. SNL. Exactly what Adam Sandler does these days is. He decides where he wants to travel and take a vacation, quote unquote. Yeah. And then that's where they'll go shoot a movie. <laughs> hey, what they do. He got it made, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's just basically taking a vacation on the company's dime. Yeah, man. So, but yeah, man, I think most um these studios now are very they're thinking very hard because it was rumors about when they want to put Black Black Widow on Disney Plus because I think the shareholders is, I think the the big heads. I mean, we need to do something, you know. Yeah, it's it's definitely extended out, you know, to the point where we haven't had any Marvel stuff in this 2020. So nope, not even a tele. Yeah, the more you push off each movie, the more it pushes off the one behind it. So it's going to start, you know, impacting things, and especially as your actors are getting older. Yeah, (laughs) you can't can't push it off for too long before they're, you know, they've aged out or something. And and back to Marvel. Speaking of Marvel. Yeah, they just finished wrapping up on um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier because you know that's supposed to have been coming out this month, this year. So yeah, so I just pushed back for twenty twenty one. Right. So and um, they they finished wrapping that up uh, sometime this week, and they also announced that they are looking for writers for the new Blade movie. Um, they you know they they made that announcement um last year. That yeah. They, 
I can't even pronounce his name, but he's a great actor, man. He got damn two grand, two um Oscars. Muhammad Mashali, I think. Mashali, yeah. Yeah, he, you know he's. Yeah, a, so they got him set to play play, but yeah, they're looking for uh, an African American writer to right. write the movie. Ryan Coogler, he did Boy for Black Panther. I don't know. I mean, Reginald Hudland, he writes. He wrote for Marvel Comics. He wrote the Black Panther move books and other stuff. I mean, they out there. I mean, they got some. Yep. So they, yeah, they're looking for that. Yeah. I mean, I can't do it right now, man. I'm very busy. You know, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah. I'm very busy. You got stuff going on. I got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, but um, but yeah, that was that was near Marvel. That what they've been doing for the past week or so, man. Like. It's it's just so much, dude. I mean, with this COVID. Oh yeah, I think they began production on Spider Man too. I mean, also Spider Man. Yeah, or you mean Spider Man three? Yeah. Spider Man three, yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's starting up soon. Um, Yo, like real soon. Tom Holland gonna be busy, Shang-Chi dude. Just wrapped. What? Yeah, yeah, he is. Damn. Shang Chi just wrapped. Oh, they wrapped and, it up too. Um, yeah, and I think they were saying that they were still filming um, a couple like last minute type stuff for you know still finishing up filming some more stuff for WandaVision uh, so I got to be so oh. should be coming soon it, it's just a question of whether that's coming in the at the end of 2020 or if it'll come in 2021 dude I need someone from the MCU man I need my fix dude like everybody else <laughs> cause the end game was great, good man we're like damn what's next <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like I want my fix man <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that's all the Marvel news. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna say this too: DC news and movies. Gerard, what's his name? Leto, Jared Leto. Oh, Jared Leto. Zack Snyder have him come on for do the um the Zack Snyder cut for the Justice League. He hired him. I like yeah. what in the hell? That that movie right there. Oh God. <laughs> Man, we we've come. We've covered that one before. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna end up spending a crap load of money, and it's it's not gonna end up being worth it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. good thing is it's streaming. I mean, they they they, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Moving yeah. On. My favorite thing about that though is that it's like you know. Yeah, we're gonna do the Snyder cut, so we're just gonna spend seventy-five million dollars to shoot new scenes. It's like, then that's not really a Snyder cut; that's a whole new movie. Yeah, seventy-five million. You know, you know sh- by calling it the Snyder cut, they kind of made it sound like he had already shot most of his scenes, and then Joss Whedon came in and just kind of did some new stuff and changed it around, and you know, especially in editing and. Um, but that's not the case. Obviously, if you have to spend seventy-five million dollars, which is a lot, you know, primarily what you would spend on a, a, a regular—I mean, it's not quite the hundred. Well, just it's like a regular movie without the special effects. How about that? Right. I mean, it's—it's. It's, I mean, Deadpool was shot for less than that. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> so it, that's a that's a huge amount of money to give to a Snyder cut, which means they're shooting most of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, because I think what it is, even Deathstroke supposed to show up. I mean, they, they remember at the, well, you didn't even see the movie, but um, nah, De- I didn't. But De- yeah, I I've seen that. I've seen that that picture of Joe Mangia. Yeah, he's uh, playing a Deathstroke. By the way, I like the costume though. It's a badass costume. But um, but yeah, man. I mean, what I think well, they did have some scenes that didn't make it, and I think they're going to re-edit the movie and put them in there. Then they made the guy, the bad guy, um, Beowulf. Whatever, they did did him all over again, then and they added Dark Side in there. So that's that's what I know so far. Mm. But yeah, but, yeah. but anyway, said, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. So uh, our next <laughs> man, people probably say, "Man, why are you harping on on Zack Snyder?" <laughs> man, uh, I'm nothing against the guy, but man, some of the work he put put out, man. Uh, anyway, um, now next thing we're gonna talk about is the um our coming book pick of the week, and I'm gonna let you go ahead and do this, um, Trevor, because I mean, we both read the book, but I want to get your take on the book, you know, and explain it to the audience and what's it about. All right, well, 
I'll explain it as best I can because there were some things that were a little confusing. Yeah, um, you think? Read through the, it again. The, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I picked up on a whim because it, it looked like it was pretty good art and it could be an interesting story. Uh, it's called uh, Commanders in Crisis by Steve Orlando and David or David Tinto. 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 I think Tinto. Yeah. So essentially, what it seems to be about is. There's like a little blurb at the beginning where they're just kind of talking about, you know, big events that uh, that Steve Orlando is big into like, yeah, like crossover events yeah. and things like that. But this is kind of a crossover event that with all new characters that you've never heard about. So it's not quite a crossover more than like a multiverse. Yeah. Um, and essentially, essentially what it is, is it looks like um, uh, different president from other earth that right. has now been destroyed and no longer exists have been pulled you know as the sole surviving members of their earth have been pulled into this current earth which the title a, of the book a, say a former president right exactly commanders in chief crisis. Crisis. yeah exactly um pulled in and they're a superhero team that's called crisis command and there's five members of the team and each one the thing that they've done with it is that you know there's it's a diverse cast yeah uh, one of one of them um he's called prize fighter and he's kind of as strong as the crowd hopes he is so i guess it's kind of a he feeds off the of, um, admiration of the crowd right it's kind of a tinkerbell thing that the more people that believe in him or, yeah. or applauding him the right. stronger he gets yeah um, and then, but he's he's the um, his Earth first gay president, right? Um, and then you have uh, Originator, who basically she can alter reality. It seems to be for about twenty four hours by inventing a word. Um, so it's, it's kind of like she says, it, it's kind of like similar to Scarlet Witch, where right. it's like she said no more mutants, and suddenly there were no more mutants. You know, she altered reality just with her words. So she has to be very careful about the things that she says because she can alter everything that's similar to that for 24 hours. So it's not like she can just, you know, change one person and it changes. It's like whatever she's changing, it'll impact everything that's like that over the entire Earth for 24 hours. Yeah. So, like, there's an example that they use where her friend is having writer's block. And she's like, come on, you got to use it. You got to help me out. Be a friend. Um, she says, you know, there's, what's going to happen is that if I use this, it's going to affect everybody in your, you know, similar position to you for the next 24 hours. So she's like, I understand that. So, um, yes, that's her thing. And she was the first, uh, I believe the first Pakistani president in her, uh, in her world. Um, yeah, America's first Pakistani woman president. Uh, and then there we have Sawbones, who's like an action surgeon. So he's not really a doctor, but he he used to have synesthesia, and um, and he basically has like X-ray vision, um, so he can kind of see see through things. And he has a bunch of you know different doctors things like a, a sniper rifle that's like a, a scalpel, an anest. Uh, yeah, like a scalpel or an anesthetic dart or, you know, things like that. So, um, and he was the first uh, Latinx uh, president in his earth. And yeah. then there's Seer. She she was uh, the first. first she was the first uh, black woman. In America. Black, Af yeah. black woman president in her earth. And she's, she's the one that's a little bit confusing. I'm not quite positive. All I saw was, all I read was quantum. Right, she's a quantum god, and so she can see like one minute at a time or something. And I'm not sure how that power reflects, but basically, you know, a, a seer is somebody who can see the future. That's right. So she can kind of, yes, glimpse the future. And quantum, of course, means you know, it it relates to like quantum physics relates to time and things like that, and spatial, multi, you know, multi dimensions. That sort of idea is what that's related to. So she definitely has some sort of time power, but it seems to be very draining on her. Um, and I don't know if it's just because she got pulled into this world or what, but we'll kind of learn more about that. And then the last one seems to be the leader. Um, her name is, uh, she goes by Frontier. 
You're she right. tends to not be on the field. She tends to be kind of in the um, command center. Right, the command center. Uh, and she was like the first woman president on this current earth at one point. Um, and so she's a. Uh, she kind of brought all of these people from their earths into this world to kind of fight, you know, these mind muggers or something. Yeah, dude. This one, this is what the confusion comes with me. I had to. I guess when I read the second book, I hope everything gets fleshed out. And you know right. what? I, I'm interested in the book. You know, I'm all about the multiverse, man. You know, I'm all about different worlds and stuff like that, you know. I mean, what if this happened here, you know, that what if the Nazis won? You know, all that kind of stuff. Right. And um, But, yeah, but while reading, like, okay, this uh, they're talking about vampire. Because it was on the first page. I'm like. Yeah, it was like something that made it look like a vampire, and you know the cops were. One of the cops was like, you know, vampires don't exist. But then Frontier says later that you know vampires do exist, but they kind of have a deal with the cops, so they're not actually going around murdering people. Um, but when she's checking on this murdered guy from the beginning, it seems, um, well, these mind muggers, they're these alien creatures or whatever that wear like these backpacks with their brains in the backpack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they're coming to kind of reclaim the last hope or whatever from the earth because I guess their future is hopeless or something like that. So it does have a lot to do with this. You know, there was a like a toxicity or, you know, a violet skies or whatever that ruined all of the other worlds. Um, so they've kind of been trying to look out for this. You know, they're on the alert for this violet skies or whatever that may come to this world and try and stop it. But she's, But Frontier says we've been looking at the wrong thing. Instead, it's kind of like the murdered person actually represents like an emotion. So he's empathy. 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 So empathy was killed. Yeah. Kind of, now it's kind of a question of, so if they killed empathy, does that mean empathy is going to go away in this world? And, you know, so and we do have a little bit of like, you know, politi- you know politicization. You see at the beginning, some guy in Congress is spewing about, you know, we need to have this plan um, about being able to have all of the states uh, secede from the union and become 52 individual um, union, uh, you know, na- nation, you know, nation states, na- yeah, nation states, right? And that they kind of have a pact that it's like if you mess with me, you mess with all of us type thing. But so obviously we're seeing that you know it probably reflects a lot of the real world stuff that we're seeing with a lot of division right. and politics and it's making it difficult for us to stand as one country. And so, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how all of that fits in. And if the emotions like, you know, lack of empathy or lack of hope or lack of whatever, you know, kind of mixes in with that, especially given that they're all, you know, presidents or former presidents. Right, but it was it was an interesting read. Um, I enjoyed it. I'll, I'll um, keep it on my pull list. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and keep it on the pull list too. It's, it's, it was interesting, man. I'm like, I'm gonna go ahead and stick with it, man. So, like I said, like they were dealing with multiverses and stuff like that. So, okay, I did. I I I'll keep reading it. You know, I'm all, I'm all about that, man. So, um, so far, I mean, are you gonna you gonna you gonna keep it in your pull list? I'm gonna keep it in my pull list. So, guys. Yeah. I mean, so that's our coming book pick of the week. Right. So that's called Commanders in Crisis. Yes. Commanders that's in Crisis. From image, image Comics. Was it Image? Yeah, it's Image. Okay, it's Image. Okay, cool. So our last segment is our favorite five. Now, Trevor and I was talking about it. He said, oh, you know what? Let's talk about our favorite games, our five favorite games, or top five, how you want to say it. Pre two thousand, and I said pre two thousand. I said, okay, you know that was before. Um, I said um, before the PS two. I said okay. So right, yeah, I wanted to I wanted to kind of limit it to more you know older retro games because there's just so many out. It's hard to pick just five. So I was like, well, let's try and look at anything from pre two thousand, which is basically anything before the PlayStation two came out. Right. Okay. All right, I'm about to go now. I'm gonna start off first. Now, my fr- <laughs> my first one is going to be now. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a quick story. I'm gonna get quick, quickie. Now, everybody had Nintendos, right? 
Well, my first game was an Atari, but I'm not going to go that way the back. Nintendo or Sega. Yeah, when Nintendo or Sega. Atari, yeah, Atari was the first. First. I, I'm not going to go that far off of Atari. I mean, I didn't get the appreciation in games until I became... I, yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody is like, that Atari game is my favorite game of all time. No. No. I, you played them because it was the only thing that existed. Thank you. <laughs> so when Nintendo and uh, Sega finally came out with their stuff, Everybody had, most of my friends had Nintendo. I'm the only one who had a Sega Master System. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm the only only kid on the block who had it, right? So, my first, loser. My, yeah, loser. <laughs> you got that Sega. But you know what? Sega can make a comeback, though. But we're going to get into that later. <laughs> so, I actually, my first, one of my favorite games to play on my Master System was R-Type. Okay. Remember that? There's a spaceship. It, it puts you in mind of like asteroids, but it was better. You know, yeah. R-Type one of my favorite games, man. I played that so many times and beat it, man. Like it was one of my favorite. But then again, they started coming out with other R-Types game. But the OG, I like that way better. And matter of fact, I think I downloaded it on my my iPad, one of my my tablets, I think. So uh, yeah, one of my favorite games right there, R-Type for Sega All Master right. System. All right, so one of my a lot of the early Nintendo games, you know, they're pretty good, but um, none of them really stand out as, like, favorite. Right. You know, I liked, like, the Mega Man series or the Ninja Gaiden series or that type of thing. But uh, And there were several that I played. But uh, I think once it got more towards, like, the Nintendo 64 and uh, Super Nintendo era, that's when I, they started becoming big. So kind of going in a chronological order, um, I would say uh, Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Oh, okay. The, Zelda, the early Zelda games. Yeah. I've really only played up until um, Ocarina of Time. Um, after that, I kind of played a little bit of them, but, you know, Wind Waker, the style and everything turned me off at first. Uh, and then I just never really had a GameCube or anything like that. Um, but yeah, Le- uh, Link to the Past is my favorite of all of them. Okay. Um, and it was just it was just really cool, you know, seeing it on the Super Nintendo. So it was a little bit more... Um, 3D like you know it was still 2D but uh, it was kind of like playing the first one but with like much improved graphics and score and everything like that and it was really cool being able to go from the dark world to the light world and you kind of had to figure out you know it was like a mirror of each other so sometimes you had to figure out well how can I get from one world to the other in order to get like up on that ledge or you know to be able to enter this um, this dungeon I need to go from one world and it and then hit like one of the mirror things and then go to the other world and you know so it was it was very neat and you know um a lot of puzzle solving that i really enjoyed with that okay yeah yeah i remember they were i remember those games um you say the series is just that game right there well i mean i, I love the legend of zelda series okay. in general but that one was my favorite you all know, right if i had to choose one as my ultimate favorite it would be that one all right Okay. Um, now, my other game that I really enjoyed and as a kid was—I mean, I wasn't—I was big in basketball, and I played basketball. I lived and breathed it, man. You know, so, so when Sega came out with their Sega Genesis, not the Sega Master System. I got see, I got a thing going right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when Sega Genesis came out with Lakers, I think it was Lakers versus Celtics. And right. I, oh my goodness, they got a basketball game, man. And ever since then, I, and I love the series because it was every, it was like every time when whoever was playing, who was whatever, like the Bulls versus Lakers, Lakers versus Celtics, all of a sudden it changed to EA's um, NBA. Um, what was it? It was EA Sports, um, NBA. EA um, Sports. Yeah, EA Sports. So I like that series, but I think the original I liked, you know, it was the first. And then, you know, they tried their best not to put Michael Jordan on those games, man. They, yeah, because he he was the best, right? Well, I think part of it too is licensing as well. But yeah, know, yeah, it was licensing was a problem. So it's until like in the two thousand until they started putting Michael Jordan into the games, I believe, man. But but the Lakers versus versus Celtics, man, that was my um, I liked that game a lot, man. I played it with my friends and stuff like that. It's crazy because once we played back, <laughs> we played that basketball game right for like about 10, 20 minutes. Yo, man, let's go play basketball. I said, okay. I'm outside playing basketball. So I high in love I was in with basketball. 
with my video game and I played it with my kid, with my boys, my friends, you know, and I played in high school. So yeah, Lakers versus Celtics. Yeah, I like that one. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. One of the, one of the ones. It's not on my list, but one of the big ones that I played was uh, on the Super Nintendo. The um, the NHL '94. Oh yeah. Uh, from EA. Yeah, that one we played like all the time. I really loved that. One. I'll see. because when I was growing, it wasn't just playing all the other fantasies and role. I mean, role playing. Game. I played some sports games too. But with sporting games, man, they change every year now. I mean, pfft. they do. Yeah, I mean it. You buy it, it's just got the updated roster, and then yeah. it kind of feels outdated, and then they have a new one that comes out the next year. Yeah. You know, all of all of them eventually end up at GameStop. <laughs> like five cents because nobody wants them, and everybody trades them back in. So. Yep. Oh, yeah. But um, my next one, I'm going to start getting uh, is, uh, let's go with Final Fantasy VI. Oh, okay. Um, which originally came out on the uh super nintendo as final fantasy 3 right but in japan you know it was it was the sixth uh one in the series they just hadn't released several of them in the u.s but that one is definitely one of the best final fantasy games um it had a pretty big cast i think you had like 14 playable characters oh damn um yeah so it was a fun you know a fun story um you know, it got pretty dark uh, as well, but um, it, uh, yeah, like all the characters were likable. You didn't even have to play with all of the characters either. Like when you got to the second half of the game and had to kind of put the team back together. Uh huh. I mean, technically, if you were like hardcore, you could just go and play the entire game with, I think, two, maybe three characters. Because um, there's a there's one or two characters. You start with one, but then. There's one or two that you definitely need in order to progress the game, but technically you don't have to get the rest of the characters that you already had if you don't want to. But it's more fun if you do. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, Final Fantasy VI is definitely a great game with great characters, uh, so I, I highly recommend that one. Okay. And um, the other one I was a big fan of, I played I played the series anyway, was on Sonic the Hedgehog, the first one. Mm-hmm. Sega, Sega Genesis, man. Yo, man, I, I learned a lot of love in that game, man. Like, just getting the ring, because it was so different from Mario Brothers, you know? And, you know, it was yeah. it was a hedgehog. Who want the hell want to play with a hedgehog on a video game? But it right, worked. And it was, it was all about the speed. I mean, you just, like, <laughs> ran and like, yeah. those levels. Yeah, and every time you hit the thing, the rings come out. <laughs> it's like shit. But I, I mean, I really enjoyed that game, man. Um, and I think they kind of re- they rebooted it so many times, I believe. I mean, yeah, Sonic has been going forever, and they've tried a whole bunch of different things. But you know, some of them can be pretty tricky when his um, when his main thing is running fast. Yeah. Once you start getting into the 3D realm and stuff like that, it can it makes it a little bit trickier. Right, right, yeah, it, it really did, man, it really did. But, yeah, but that was one of my favorite games, too, Sonic the Hedgehog on the Sega Genesis. All right, what's your next one, um, Trevor? That was a good one. Uh, next one was for the um, Nintendo 64 GoldenEye, so the 007. Oh, yeah, I know you're, you're a big James Bond, Bond guy. Well, I like James Bond, but that, um, that game is just so much fun. I mean, the, the levels itself when you're playing just, you know, one player is just really fun, but the multiplayer on that thing is just incredible. We just had a blast, like, playing that, you know, all the time with my roommates or, you know, it was a good party game. Uh, so, yeah, you could... It, it, and then you could play with that, a bunch of different, like, little cheats that you could put on, like, big head mode or, you know, um, paintball mode or something like that. So, you know, whenever you would shoot the walls or shoot people it would like look like paintballs <laughs> and then the big ho- big head mode is hilarious because it's like they got little bodies with these huge balloon heads so it's like getting headshots and stuff is so easy and they just look ridiculous <laughs> you don't need them headshots man because you do you, you play borderlands when you play borderlands man you be shooting people in the head all the damn time man like, yeah I'm a, I'm a headshot guy yeah um but yeah, it's uh, anybody who's played that game can tell you that game is like super fun. It's a great game. 
yeah. know, and this this before the whole multiplayer where you had to do it online. It was one of those ones that you you had to be in the same room with your friends, and you know, right. it was really fun. Okay, cool. Well, my next game, that's that's a good choice right there. I think my next game, you might. I hope this is on your list too. On the one I was about to say right now, we're gonna to go to the PlayStation, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII, not the remake, but the OG. That's one of my yeah, favorite that games. That one's on my list. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, we, so that, one, that one was next on my list. So it, yeah, just talk we, about it. we both will talk about that one. Yeah. Yo, man, when I first played that game, man, it was mind blowing to me, man. It really was. Cause it was the first. It was not. It was the first of a kind to me that I never. I never played role playing games. You have though, but that was the first one I, I ever. Had, but I actually wasn't huge into role playing games at the time it came out. You right. know, I played a lot of like, um, I, like I said, I was when I was in high school. I was big into sports, so I played a lot of the sports games. You know, some of the basketball, the NHL, the baseball ones. Um, and then I did like you know like the Ninja Guy Den series or Mega or like those type of side scrolling ones. Yes, yeah. Um, and then you know then it turned to like GoldenEye and Mario Kart and stuff like that. So I didn't play a lot of RPG. Um, I actually didn't play Final Fantasy VI until after I played Final Fantasy VII. Oh okay. Yeah, uh, and Final Fantasy VII was the one that pretty much solidified my I love RPGs. <laughs> yes, it really did for me. Me me also. So. I would just add, and plus the fact it was a three disc, was it four disc? It was three disc. Three disc, right? And it, that was the first time seeing that the PlayStation had three discs. I'm like, wow, this game is huge. I mean, it yeah. it was just the the playability of it man, at the time, man. It was um, it was playable and and it was intriguing. It was you was into the game, you know, because it was so much going on in that game, man. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot going on, and, you know, the graphics at the time were just mind-blowing. Right. The CG cutscenes, and the, um, so it was just, it was huge. It was a phenomenon, and, you know, there were these characters that were, they were, like, different, you know, like, Cloud was a little bit messed up in the head. Yeah. Like, having these weird, like, you know, um, headache attacks, and, you know, seeing glimpses of his past, or, you know, and then he kept... Every now and then, he would act like he was brainwashed and start, you know, doing really weird things. Yeah. Like, almost killing some of his uh, teammates and stuff like that. So, it was, you know, he was definitely a different protagonist than what we were used to. Right. It was complicated, though. I mean, the whole thing was complicated with that character. To be honest with you, man, this, it was a, it was a, um, the story was very, well, it was, how can I say this, man? It was not your typical game for a kid to play. And was because you know because right now the um they put out the um rating system, and I think it was teen, right? Right, because you know they had the rating system they had the E and the T and the M and stuff like that, and and the, the the stories and the circumstances that this game had, man, it was different from a different from a, for a twelve, a ten or an eleven year old kid could, um play. You had like some adult um situations, <laughs> just like thinking about it right now. It, yeah, yeah, yeah it was. I can tell you right now. Yes, King thirteen. Comic mischief, mild animated violence, and mild language. See, <laughs> see, and now, now, and when they put out the remake, oh, that's way beyond that. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I yeah, really. It's, uh, yeah, and then, you know, it it had like characters you love, and then you know, with with the whole uh, Aerith thing or Aerith that she was called in. Um, the original English translation version. Right. You know, it was, it, it, it just, it really broke a lot of people's hearts. And, you know, they, they had, they were like all these theories and, you know, talk and chat online about trying to figure out ways to resurrect her. And, you know, what did the ending mean? And, you know, all this. So it was, you know, it, it had this story that just really, you know, reeled people in. And yeah. That, that, to yeah. It more and understand it more. And, you know, yeah, because I'm playing it, man, yeah, and, it, 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 and when I'm playing it, I'm like, oh, she's dead. He killed her. Like, they, it came out of the blue like, damn, dude. I'm like. Yeah, no, I remember when I played that, and I got to that part, and I saw it, and I was like, for the next 24 hours, even though I was still playing it, I was just like numb inside. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> really, man? I mean, you just this. You feel like you're going through the motions. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they really killed her. Is she coming back? No. <laughs> it's just like. Yeah. Yeah, like, and that's the thing is you you know in video games you never know because they play with that stuff all the time where it's like oh not really dead you know comic books so 
they come back eventually, but no, it's like she seems to stay dead. But you know, with the remake, we never know now because it it changed up a lot of things in the remake. At at this point, anything could change. Yeah, we don't really know what's gonna happen. Well, I mean, for us fans who played it for the first time in the nineties, please don't kill Aerith off. <laughs> don't do it, please don't. <laughs> We've lived through that once. We yes, do we don't want to do that again. No, no, no. <laughs> Jesus, but yeah, man, Final Fantasy VII, one of my favorites too, man. The um, right. well, the, the original and the new one. one. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, both of them are great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, speaking of the, um, the latest one, you know they did another up- update. I saw that there was something that fixed some bugs. But I don't know. There hadn't been a whole lot to begin with. Yeah. So it's not like it really added anything new. I don't know what the Which hell I they fixed. It was surprising. They're, they did have a day one patch, I think. Um, but most games these days do. Right. But for the most part, I mean, I didn't really recognize any issues with the game. Apparently some people had the... Um, like clipping and things like that, where if you get too close to a wall, oh, you know, you would see through the wall or whatever. Um, okay. But it seemed like that was the majority of the issues, um, which is great for you know a game these days. Some yeah. of them are so goddamn buggy. It's like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, I'm speaking of the remake. I was hearing news about um, the PS5 that they're going to remaster it for the PS5. Final Fantasy VII remake on the, for the PS5 and God of War three for the PS5. Like, okay, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't change nothing. It's just a <laughs> really. Well, there's not a whole lot, you know. The, I mean, the graphics for those games and stuff are are so high quality with PS4 now. It's just mostly yeah, tweaking it to fit with the new specs for the new right. console, which will just make it you know even more crisp and you know um, higher quality vision, you know visuals right yeah so yeah we'll see man all right and another one this is my last one and it's going to be <laughs> resident evil 2 for the ps1 for the first playstation now i know there's one of my choices man and this was the first for me too because i skipped one i had to go back and play mm-hmm. one i skipped one i got two because two actually had also two discs because you could play as Leon, or was it for play as Leon or Claire? No, it was two discs. It was two discs. Yeah, there was, yeah, you could play as either Leon or Claire, which I think the first one did too. You played as either Chris or Jill. Right. But this but had... It was a little bit smaller, yeah. Right. Because, you know, back in the day, you had your memory cards for your PlayStation 1. PlayStation. Yep. So, you know, and uh, when I rented PlayStation, I mean, when I got the Resident Evil 2, I was kind of surprised I picked the game up, but I was just intrigued by it. I said, let me play this game, you know. And I tell you, playing that game at night, <laughs> not a good thing. <laughs> idiot. The idiot, right? I'm an idiot. Man, I told you what happened. I, mean, I think I said this many times when we were in our conversation playing, we're playing video games. And, you know, it's, and what Resident Evil 2 is all about, you know, surviving this horror, the zombies and other monsters. You know, because Leon, he's a rookie cop coming to Raccoon City. And your first day, you come to a fucking zombie apocalypse. Yep. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, man, so I'm playing a game, dude. And and this thing, the thing's called liquor. <laughs> the uh, liquors. Yeah, yeah, the, the liquors. They're basically these kind of dog-like creatures. Um, but they're kind of fast. And they have, like, these really long tongues. Yeah. To kind of yeah, wrap you up with and yeah, chomp you. Yeah, man. So you had issues with those damn things. They jump on, they jump and they tongue come out and hit you and everything. Yeah, so, and there's that one at the beginning that as you're walking down the hall, he just suddenly bursts through the window at you. And you're like, yo, oh, yo, the, <laughs> man. No, nah, the one that got me was in the damn interrogation room. What? Yeah, it was a herb in the corner, in that window, the double mirror window. Yeah, the yeah the the, the, uh, one-sided mirror. the one-sided mirror, man. That mother thing jumped out. I dropped my controller. Like, yeah, right it. yeah. <laughs> I dropped, <laughs> dropped my controller. Like, damn it. <laughs> so I mean, that game had me on my toes, man. But it was it was fun. I mean, I get the chance to shoot zombies in the head and you know blow them up with a bazooka, and you can play as different players. You know, you finish Leon's side. Uh, I think what it was. When you finish his game, then you put in her game. 
Because I think whatever. Yeah, or, or you could go the other way around. Other way around. It didn't matter. You could yeah. who you want to play. Could, because I think sometimes Leon went to an area or Claire, it was different. How was it? They, well, basically they get they, they meet up at the beginning and then they get they get separated right at, you know outside the the police station because a truck comes and like smashes the car yeah about, you know opposite sides and then at this point there's a fire and they can't get to each other right so it's like you know meet me at the police station and then so Leon goes to the police station and then he goes through his whole ordeal and then Claire gets to the police station and she goes through her whole oh. ordeal and then they eventually meet up at the end that's right um, with the daughter but, well each one yeah each one has like you know something that they come across so leon runs into ada and that's right he meets ada and so there's a whole you know subplot with that and then um claire, claire. runs into um jerry sherry birkin i think, I think it's sherry um, right yeah, so the daughter of William Birkin, who created the T-Virus. Uh-huh. Um, and then just she helped Sherry uh, escape. Um, and then, uh, but but yeah, essentially you can play both both games, but they're, they don't exactly line up. That's what, um, yeah, what the so thing, they don't line the up. The story changes a little bit, so you can't just be like, well, I play both of them, so everything's fine, which always made it weird when you know what is canon when they go into the next game right because it depends on which one you play some things change but the basic idea that they meet up at the end is the same the same yeah uh, and then yeah when they escape raccoon city yep so yeah that's one of my favorite resident evil 2 the first game i ever played it made me drop my damn controller <laughs> <laughs> well so what's your game trevor your next game all right so my my favorite game um, is a game called Xenogears. Oh, yeah. Um, which was by Squaresoft at the time, which later became Square Enix. But, um, so it's, it's kind of like a mech game, um, but this was a game that just had like a huge ambition and scope and everything like that. And um, it, it basically followed this, you know, this guy named Faye who lived in like this little village um, in you know kind of like a, a fantasy type you know um type world he lived in just a little village and was going about his day you know his best friends were getting married to each other and um and, you know he went and he he visited his uh the the doctor up in the hill to go get some medicine or something like that um a guy named Sitan, and then uh and then all of a sudden their village gets attacked by these big mechs or whatever and then um and then he kind of blacks out and then when he comes to the entire town is destroyed the entire village everybody is like dead um and then they basically blame i think he gets blamed for it or you know he was the one who caused it but he doesn't remember any of it right um and so then he has to go on this quest and it just it's got i, I don't even know how to describe it it's just so much you know going on but um it's it's a really cool game and you know it's kind of got a little a twist in terms of um he actually has a dark side that's his subconscious that you don't realize for most of the game that it's him this guy called id will show up um and just he's just like super strong and uh you have you fight him a couple times but then like halfway through the game uh you find out that id is his dark side so oh. when he goes unconscious id takes over um so if you put the pieces together you realize he's never around when id shows up oh um, but yeah it's it's a really fun game um uh, it's you know just very ambitious and i, I really enjoyed the hell out of it and Sitan is like the greatest character ever <laughs> i love Sitan. Uh, but yeah so if you ever get a chance to get a hold of that one which is it's kind of a rare game. It's hard to come across. Uh, it's called Xeno. Check that one out. Xeno Gears. Xeno Gears. Eventually, they came out with those Xeno Saga games, which are kind of loosely based on Xeno Gears. Right. Um, I think Xeno Saga. What it was supposed to be was it was supposed to be like a prequel to Xeno Gears. That was. That, you know, that made an anime out of it, didn't they? Lead into of Xeno Gears or Xeno Xeno Genesis. 
Zen, there is no Zeno. Oh, okay. Zeno, Zeno Saga. They did make a, an anime. Which okay. Was based on the first Zeno Saga game, but it wasn't very good. No, it uh, sucked. Yeah, but the the games were fun, but they never did really get to complete them. They made three of them, and I think it was supposed to eventually get you to Zeno Gears, which I think it was called Episode Five or Episode Six or something. It kind of had a like you know, SquareSoft oh. used a lot of like. Star Wars type references and things like that in their games. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so in, it, it's a, it's a crazy game with like past lives and you know subconscious dark sides and you know this fantasy world with these mechs. But you know it's more like it was a destroyed world that used to once upon a time have like advanced technology and you know you also get into uh, just these. Like zombie type creatures, and you know, Soylent Green, and uh, <laughs> you know, like a religious order that's you know that hunts. Yo, that is very ambitious. Things. You're right. It is. Yeah. It's just like a lot of you know, like a, yeah, a city in the sky and stuff like. So it's it's crazy. It's so hard to, to describe, but it it's a really cool game. I really loved it. Okay. Cool. Well, guys, this is our top five or your favorite five video games. Before 2000. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, um, Trevor, how can people mm-hmm. reach you in their social media? Because you've been very busy lately. Yeah, they can find me on uh, Twitter at, at Hoshiro No Ronin. Yeah, yeah, guys, you can check me out at Just Being Amos on all my social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And also, check me out at JustBeingAmos.com. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Peace.